Welcome everyone. This is the I'm Speaking Podcast, hosted by Mercy Hernandez and Priya Namard. Our goal is to uplift voices everywhere by empowering women and youth and by building a better global community. The I'm Speaking Podcast is inspired by the Edge Charitable Foundation. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are that of the hosts and do not reflect that of the benefactors or sponsors. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is the I'm Speaking Podcast. I'm Priya. I'm Mercy. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Every week, we uplift voices everywhere. And we are so excited to be in the new year. It's 2021. Woo! So exciting. So many things ahead of us. And today's topic is mind and mental health. Yes, such an important topic. And we're kicking off this, the, the new year with this topic because it was such a crucial tool in 2020. And we have no idea how this year is going to go, but we thought it'd be very important to, to just start it off with this big topic. Yes, absolutely. I could not agree with you more. Uh, we just, we, there were so many cases of depression and anxiety from being stuck at home or, or away from loved ones. So it was definitely a very important topic and one that hopefully a lot of people learn more about. So we're excited about what we're bringing to you today and excited about what we've learned out of all of 2020 and this process and this information that we're bringing to you. Exactly. And in, in that, I want to remind everybody that we're not professionals. We're not medical, <laughs> medical professionals. We are moms and we are entrepreneurs, we're wives, we're just girls talking to you about things that matter to us that we feel might uh, matter to you. Exactly. Thank you, Marcy, for that kind reminder. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I love how you went straight into that, by the way. I love it. Just in case. You never know. Just want to make that clear. Yeah. We are not therapists. No, we are not. (laughs) We could be, but we're not. Our kids are therapists. Listen, we're not certified, but that we're not. I don't know, Priya, because I'll tell you, when I had those 26 years of a preschool, that's uh-huh. I would have thought that I was more of a therapist than I was a director of a preschool. Oh, listen to all the, all the parents, right? All the parents. My, I had a revolving door, and I had moms and dads and grandmothers um, just constantly in my office talking to me. Well, what do you think I should do about this? Well, my wife doesn't do that. Well, my husband won't help me with the other. And I felt I was more of a, a therapist than I was a, a school director. So. We're not certified, but I'm pretty sure we have enough experience under our belts, at least to talk a little bit about this matter. Uh-huh. And, and you were easy to talk to. I remember doing the same thing. Oh, to you. <laughs> I think I spoke to everybody. It was kind of crazy. <laughs> it was crazy, but this is um, a topic that's dear to my heart. I have uh, personally been surrounded by, and I grew up with a lot of mental health um issues in my family, in my immediate family, from having um, an aunt who suffered from severe schizophrenia to having other family members who suffer from all kinds of different things, from depression to anxiety, um, to bipolarness, to a lot of stuff that I've had to learn how to understand and how to work with and, and make the best of it and embrace and every great thing that comes with it and you know turning all that negative into positive and being a support system so 
very familiar with the topic. And one of the ways I wanted to start, Priya, was what is mental health? I think that's the most important thing. So many people have sh shy away from it and for centuries um, have done so. As a matter of fact, I was just sitting with Raquel, my oldest daughter, watching The Crown. And on the maybe the seventh episode of this last season, they talk about wait, wait, wait. mental health. I haven't seen it. Are you giving me spoilers? <laughs> mm, no, it's not a spoiler. So, well, <laughs> it's not a spoiler, but it's a fact. So, you know, I didn't know this about the history of the, of the crown yeah. and of their, their line, right? Of their bloodline. We're talking about the British monarchy, correct? Right, correct. And so one of the things that they find out is that through one of the uncles, I believe it is, they have two daughters who have severe mental health issues and are put in an institute and given as dead to the family. Mm. So everybody thought they had passed away. And I believe it's uh, Margaret who finds out that they're actually in an institution and they know who they are and they know they belong to the royal family. And it is just absolutely heartbreaking. And she doesn't understand why this was done. And they explained to her that if anybody knew that there was mental health issues, they would feel that that could, um, I guess, damage the, the bloodline, right? So for them, probably. Horrible, horrible. Mm -hmm. uh, but a reality that's not that far. And that is so clear today. And so many people don't want to talk about it or they're ashamed of it, yeah. um, whether they're suffering it or they have somebody close to them, from a parent to a child to a sibling. And we shouldn't be ashamed. This is important that we understand it. And I think that all of us that have a mind, right, have to have mental health. We could all suffer from anything at any given point. And it's so important to embrace it and to and to understand it so that we ourselves can educate ourselves and have stronger, um, I guess, just like when you take care of yourself and you drink multivitamins or you eat the right things, mental health is just as important that you understand it and that you take care of it. And that if need be, you see a therapist and if need be, you um, talk about it with somebody or even take medication because there are times that it is out of our control and there are times that it might be a chemical imbalance and taking a medication for a certain period of time, maybe three months, six months, might, might be all you need. Uh -huh. And again, I've experienced that close to home. And I just want to talk about this. I think this is important and I think it's something that needs to be spoken about. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. It's, it's mind, body, spirit. I mean, that's, that's the whole person. And we need to, <clears throat> we need to uh, provide nourishment for our mind just as much as we need to do, do it for our body and for our spirit. And I'm so happy that it's more in the forefront now. More people are talking about it. Uh, more people are seeking help. I know I, I have a therapist that I see regularly two, two times a week. One, I have an individual session, and the second one is actually improv therapy with a group of amazing women. So we do, uh, do a little bit of acting, and we talk about our, our problems, our wins, our losses. Um, sometimes it's heavy, sometimes it's really a lot of fun, but just having the therapy every week 
has been amazing for my mental health, for my family, um, for my goals and everything I want to pursue. And I only started doing this la that last year in February 2020. And it was a birthday gift to myself because I just hit a point where I could, I could no longer function. I felt like my, like I, was empty. I felt my cup was empty. I remember. And it's, it was a whole load of things that led me to making that decision. But everybody should have some level of mental, uh, mental health uh, tools in their pockets, whether it's a therapist or something they do, they do regularly, whether it's meditation, going to see someone for Reiki, um, you know, writing things down, prayer, whatever it is, there needs to be something that you have in your tool belt that you can use on a regular basis just to clear your mind and set your, set your intentions and let go and release uh, the things that are hurting you because you right. cannot, if it affects your body, your mind affects your body. You Absolutely. Know? And those around you, you start thinking bad things and you know, your body starts to feel it. So and I, I'm proof of this. So I was having really bad um, heart murmurs and not murmurs, I guess like palpitations. And yeah. I actually had these when I had Liam and it, and it was just because of the pregnancy, but then all of a sudden it came back and it was because I was feeling all this anguish and, and uh, hurt in my heart. I had childhood trauma. I'm not going to talk about it on the podcast, but I had ch childhood trauma. And for the last four years, it's just been hitting me really hard. And it's been, uh, these palpitations have just been like nonstop. And my health is not that great. You know, I gained a lot of weight in COVID, but <laughs> I wasn't taking care of myself. So I, and that was because I was feeling the pain in my heart. And, you know, our friend Eileen talks about spirituality and our chakras and all those things. I mean, that's where your heart chakra is, you know, yes. it, 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 your, your spirit and your mind, they're all connected to our organs. And if we're feeling that pain or um, something specific about ourselves, it's going to affect that part of our body. I agree. And I have to say, Pri, I remember uh, both times. I remember you going through this in the beginning of last year. And I do remember you going through this when you were pregnant with Limmy. I, I was lucky enough to have you here in Miami at the time. Uh, and I, I commend you for doing what you did. A lot of people don't, and you did, and, and I'm so proud of you, and, and I'm so glad you came out the, you know, on the other side of this so much stronger and so much better and, and so filled that you can fill others now. Yeah. And, and I love you for it, and I appreciate Aww. that you did that for I yourself. Yeah, I appreciate that you did that for yourself because we don't realize it, but when, when we're in pain, those that love us are hurting. Yeah. So, it affects your whole family. Mm -hmm. so when somebody has depression per se, it really affects everybody. And your vision is, is, is just not as clear. You don't, you know, it's blurred. Uh, I recall, I go back to my dad, uh, because when COVID hit, dad was diagnosed with COVID oh. three months. For three months, he was positive. And not one day of those three months did he have any kind of um, symptom. Of symptom zero symptoms but he had COVID, so that meant that the place where he was at the home that he was at he had to be isolated yeah. and i recall his phone calls over and over telling me i'd rather be dead than here alone why are you doing this why is it why is nobody here 
why is this happening to me? And it was just every day, several times a day. Why are you punishing me this way? And I knew that he knew that this was real. He could, you know, he was an intelligent man. He, he could see the news. He, was, he had a TV. He was watching the news. He knew this was global. It was a pandemic. It wasn't personal. But his depression just kept escalating and escalating. And he passed away from it. He, he had COVID. It, the, he was declared COVID free on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. That Wednesday, I arrived. I was in Tennessee and I arrived in Miami mm -hmm. to meet the ambulance to take him to the hospital where he passed away. Oh my God. So it's real. Depression is real. Um, and I know everybody knows that it is real, that it's so important that we understand that if it's something that we personally are battling, that it's really affecting others. So if you have um, any family member or close friend that's going through something like this, mm -hmm. You're hurting for them. And, and, you know, I ask you, and I'm sure Priya would agree, mm -hmm. we encourage you to reach out to them, to, you know, just be there, just be listening, not necessarily telling them anything. They just need to be listened to um, and share different things. I, you know, some people don't like to be touched, so you can offer them a hug, but some need a hug. Yeah. Um, some may be isolated at home and share a book with them. Like, I have somebody that, that I care for dearly. She's a queen bee with our organization. Mm -hmm. And I noticed she wasn't attending our book club. And I reached out to her. And she told me, well, I've been stuck at home. I'm just not feeling it. I have COVID. Yeah. I'm going to be alone for Thanksgiving. And I told her, okay, I'll tell you what. If I get you the book, would you at least join us on Zoom so we can see you? We miss you. You matter. And she did. She read. She said, yes, actually, yes. And and it's the little things. It's just the little things. It was, yeah. you know, it's the little things. And, so. and, and you know, uh, medically, so obviously we're not doctors, but when you hug someone, it releases serotonin. Yes. And that yes. serotonin is that, that like boost and, you know, you feel good and it, it gives you a, a brain boost and a body boost. So hugs matter. <laughs> they do matter. They and do matter. so important. And I love giving beer hugs. I my kids are older now, so I like, you know, I do sneak attacks. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know. And they tense up. Sometimes they push you, and then sometimes they just hug you even harder. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then, right. you know, even with my husband, I, I love hugging him. And just, and I do it just when I'm, I need that little extra oomph, yeah. you know. I, I mean, obviously, I do it for other reasons, but I do it when I need that little <laughs> Different podcast. <laughs> Different podcast. Um, but it, it, yeah, that just reaching out to people is important. My my sister also passed away in 2020, and she was depressed most of her life, and at times suicidal. And she was, if you talk to any family member outside of my own little um, small family, <clears throat> they would tell you she was a life of the party. She was fun. She was always there for people. If an aunt needed something or a cousin needed something, she was there. Yes. And she gave her 100% to people. But on, on the inside, she was struggling so much with, you know, depression. And it was just an ebb and flow of, of things that she was dealing with. And she and I had a rough relationship. So at times we weren't talking. I mean, there were long stretches of time, but we weren't talking. And I own that, you know. And when she passed away, I even said at the funeral, I was like, I own it. Like, I, 
you know, I, I would not change a thing because that was the cards that we were dealt. I don't know if it was our astrological sign. Maybe that's why we didn't get along, but, but that's how, just how it was. Um, but her, our family spent her whole lifetime <clears throat> trying to give her support or just dealing with um, the downs. The ups and downs. Up so many ups and downs. But we, lo- we loved her, you know, and we, and we tried our best um, with what, we, what each of us had to give. Right. And, and with the understanding and whatever we can give, because it does take a lot from, from us. It really does. And so going into that, I wanted to I have some notes here. So very simple. If you were to, just to research, right, what is mental health? So mental health is a state of well-being in which an individual realizes his or her own abilities can cope with the normal stresses of life, can work productively, and is able to make a contribution to his or her community. Mm-hmm. So you can see how much broader this is than just... That sounds like describing life. That's like life. <laughs> right? But So your mind is such a huge part of that. Mm-hmm. And so it continues to say, it affects how we think, feel, and act as we cope with life. It also helps determine how we handle stress, relate to others, and make choices. Mental health is important at every stage of life, from childhood and adolescence through adulthood and aging. Mm-hmm. And so we go there from preschool level, where we had our little ones, and how important it is to pick up signs that there is some kind of mental health issue that we need to address. Yes. Uh, all the way through what we're living through now mm-hmm. into, as I was talking about with aging and, and aging is such a hard, um, underrated, I think, subject. Yeah. To I deal with, right. Yes, because get older you know, people are like, Oh, <clears throat> they're just old. Yes. And that's so difficult and so hard. And it must be so horrible to be a person who's independent, who's in control, who, you know, who makes decisions that matter to everybody to just being disregarded and, and pushed to the side and irrelevant at times. And it's, it's heartbreaking. And I tell you that because I saw it in dad's home. There were so many people there that must have had so much of a, of a beautiful life at some point. Yeah. And now, you know, their next generation was on doing their thing. They were just too busy. And, and that's where, again, mental health comes into play. So in looking at that, um, here are some of the things that we can give as advice to those that are struggling or maybe not struggling, but really want to take care of their mental health, just like your physical health. And you don't have to be depressed, by the way. Absolutely not. Take care of your mental health. You could just be working and working and in a hamster wheel and not even realize that you you need that like cry in the shower or just that those five minutes just to like... It's stress, it's anxiety, all of those, all of those fall into that same category. And so one of the things that you can do, some of the things you can do to look after your mental health would be your feelings, talking about your feelings, can help you stay in good mental health and deal at times that you feel troubled. Stay active. That's important. Keeping active. Eat well. Drink sensitive. Keep in touch with others. Ask for help. Take a break and do something you're good at. So 
those are some of the things that they're um, giving us as advice, right? So if you want to lose weight, they tell you cut your carbs, maybe cutting cut on your drinking, carbs. or for a walk. <laughs> There's things for, for every part of our life, for every aspect. So these are the ones for mental health. Um, and then, go ahead, go ahead. So I have some more notes that I wanted to share with you. Some of the types of mental disorders, which we were just talking about, you were just talking about when you're like on that at that rut that you're just like a hamster on a wheel yeah. and you anxiety stress stress right that you were just talking about you're taking a shower and you just start crying and you don't know why and it's just you just have to unload it your body is just carrying a lot absolutely or or you you know you're losing hair or you can't move your neck and all the different all ways that stuffing your face i i'm an i'm a i'm an eater like I'm an anxious eater and sometimes it's so bad. Like I'll start eating something and before you know, it's gone. And I'm just like, wait, <laughs> okay. what, so let me... to what I was eating. Like I sh literally shove it in my mouth because Forget I'm so, so anxious. Yeah. Let me tell you a funny story. I recall. So I'm in Miami, right? Obviously. And we have a lot of car chases all the time. It's a thing like in LA uh -huh. and I remember one day, Lauren and I were in the kitchen. I was cooking and I had brought out, I think, some kind of popcorn. And I put it in a bowl and I was very specific about this. It had, I don't know what kind of popcorn. It was special. And it had nuts and it, all this kind of sweet stuff. And I told her, this is a treat for an event we were going to be doing later. Yeah. And I go, okay, so we'll just put it there, but you can try it. So she tells me, oh, okay, okay. So we both grabbed one each. It was like really good. And we look at the TV and it's this huge chase going on and the cops are behind the person and they're going down streets that we know like oh my god they're like down that street and oh my goodness oh there comes another cop oh he just went over a fence he just took a red light <laughs> and it's going on and on and on and lauren and i are like oh my god oh my god was the popcorn so, gone <laughs> it was horrible and so anyway they stopped the car they catch the guy the other one runs they catch everybody everybody's okay mm. and the news is over and we're like taking a deep breath and we just look at each other like Poof. That was crazy. And we looked down and the bowl was empty. <laughs> we ate the whole thing. Oh my God. And we always think back at that. Like, just don't put food in front of you when you're watching TV. Even years ago that I did Weight Watcher after I had the girls and I wanted to lose some weight. That was yeah. their number one rule. When you're eating, sit to look at your food and be mindful. Don't, don't sit in front of the TV. Don't, you know, and have a bowl of food in front of you because you won't stop it. No, I've been well, many times. I, the U.S. I think is the biggest snacker. People, Americans are the biggest snackers. We snack all the time. All if you talk to anybody all from day. Europe or other countries, they don't do that. They don't snack. They they enjoy their meals with their families. They block off hours at the time, and and it's it's an event. Food is an event for them. So there's no need to snack because. Correct this is what they have already in their life. You know, food is a big Yeah, I travel on regular basis from here to Tennessee. It's an hour and a half flight, like an hour and 45 minutes, I think, flight. Mm -hmm. You know everybody ate before they got on the airplane. And you know everybody's going to get off and eat again. There's restaurants and Starbucks and everything everywhere. And the concession stands with a million different types of snacks. And it never fails. Every person on the, on the plane or 90% of the people on the plane have to be eating something. Yeah. That's anxiety. Mm -hmm. That's anxiety. That's, it's just crazy to me. Mind you, I eat too. I take my, my little scone with my coffee after I just had a huge lunch, but I have to take something on the airplane and it's an hour and 45 minutes. 
<laughs> it all relates to mental health. Yep. And I, I know we're not alone. I know people listening right. are probably like, yep, yep, that's me. Yep. Yep. Yeah, crazy, right? As long as I don't bring tuna with onions on the airplane, which, oh, they do. <laughs> it drives me crazy. Eggs. I remember I brought boiled eggs on once for the kids. <laughs> and I know people are just like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Kick her off. Kick her off. Throw her out. Who brought boiled eggs? <laughs> oh my God, Priya, I would have killed you. I would have killed you. So here are some of the types of mental disorders that we were kind of talking back and forth. So yeah. there's anxiety disorder, which includes panic disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder, mm-hmm. and phobias. There's also depression, mm-hmm. bipolar disorder, and other mood disorders. Mm. Eating disorders personality disorders, post-traumatic stress disorders, Mm. psychotic disorders, including schizophrenia. Yeah. And the five main warning signs of mental illness are as follows. Excessive paranoia, Mm. worry or anxiety, long-lasting sadness or irritability, extreme changes in mood, social withdrawal and dramatic changing in eating and or sleeping patterns yeah so if you or somebody you love is experiencing any of these this would be the time for you to maybe listen to them or pay a little more attention to them unless you yourself are experiencing any of these symptoms this is when we would say to take some action and, and speak with a professional yes and and you I, could, I cannot say this enough every single video. We cannot say this enough. You're not alone when you're going through these things. We're human. We're living in a human experience. And, you know, if you haven't been depressed before, you know, you might have felt anxiety or something different or might know someone who's been depressed or any of all the other disorders that she mentioned. I was depressed in 20, 2017 and like almost every... So I, I consider 2017 my crap year. Like, <laughs> I look back on that and I'm just like, eh, that, re- that year release. Because I was depressed for a really, really long time to a point where Wade had to get one of my close friends to, to like call me and be like, yo, can you just check, check in on her? Because this is not, it's not, something's not right here. That wasn't Priya. Yeah, and it wasn't me, you know, and I, I was just sad and I was just... And that's why therapy is so, therapists, having a therapist really, I mean, I had a therapist in 2020, but it really made me feel like, oh, I should have been doing this all this time. Because instead of dumping on my husband, which a lot of women do, or their partners, you know, I should have been dumping on my therapist. So that takes the load off of him. He's not feeling stressed or worried about me because he knows that I'm talking to somebody every week. And um, that clears things up for me. I could just go about my week after that. I been a day dumping i know that day scheduled for dumping <laughs> right and and that goes back to saying how much what we're feeling can affect others around us people that we love and nowadays with um with technology we could actually see a therapist on a regular basis without leaving our home how amazing is that that's yeah awesome. and therapists are booked up by the way they're completely sure, sure i could and- see why that's because of the pandemic and that's a great problem to have. And I'm so happy people are seeking help, especially themselves. I agree. And and that people have actually taken the time to self-reflect 
Mm -hmm. um, and to really put in check how they feel. So maybe people were experiencing a lot of these things and had not realized that because they were so busy running around with the, that rat race, right, that we talk about. Yep. And now that they were home, they were realizing maybe this is not normal behavior. Maybe I shouldn't be snapping at people or maybe I shouldn't want to be avoiding people or whatever the case may be. So I, I am glad that there's a conversation out there. Yep. And, yeah, and I welcome the conversation. If you have any questions for us or any comments or concerns or anything that you want to share with us, we always um, ask you to please share them with us. Absolutely. And uh, you should make mental health one of your goals for the new year. So, you know, we're talking about mental health in January for a reason. It shouldn't just be like, oh, like everybody's talking about it now, but it's, it is really, really important. You know, we have a short life here to live on this earth and we should all be happy and experience joy and balance and be able to manage our lives properly, especially with the hecticness that we're all experiencing. Um, in this pandemic, and hopefully it's coming to an end soon this year, but um, it should be one of your goals. At least set a goal every week. You know, I, I sit every week and I do a little prayer in the beginning of the week, and that's sort of like my reset in addition to the therapy. Right. But you can do something as simple as that. Just meditate once a week for 10, 15 minutes. Right. Um, go well, ride a bike, go walk. That could be your meditation. Absolutely. You know, your stress relief. Yeah, absolutely. And so we see optometrists, right? Um, when we feel we may not be seeing things as clearly, we yeah. see the dentist if we have a toothache or if we're concerned about our, our health, our teeth. Uh, we see the doctor if something hurts too much or if we're having palpitations or things of that effect. So it's just as important. Your mental health is just as important. It's one of those uh, key parts of your body that needs to be taken care of and kept up with. And so find resources. If, if you're not comfortable with seeing a therapist, then maybe read books about it or find things that you're passionate about. And one of the things that we were talking about were here, ask for help, take a break, do something that you're good at, uh, keep in touch with somebody that you care about. There are things that we can do to really keep our mental health in check. And when we really feel that we're, you know, might be concerned if we feel we might be concerned it probably is time that we see a professional absolutely so we do want to thank you for tuning in today thank you for sharing this experience with us happy new year again <laughs> happy new year again <laughs> um please you know uh reach out to us if you have any questions or ideas about what you want us to talk about or thoughts on what we are discussing today we are open book and we're here to help you and you know our our podcast is called i'm speaking but really our goal here is to uplift voices everywhere so make sure you like share follow subscribe all that good stuff and what else mercy Yes, please. And follow our nonprofit organization, which is doing so much good for so many. We're helping so many children that are victims of different um, circumstances in life. And we'd love for you to learn more about what we're doing. And you can follow us on theedgehelps.com or on social media platforms under The Edge Helps. And we'd love to have you there. So this is the I'm Speaking Podcast with Priya. And Mercy. Thank you so much for listening to us. We will Everyone. see you next time.